Welcome to Mysteries and Mimosas, and thank you for joining us for Mystery Monday, where we present two cases, one each, of a lesser-known case in the hopes to raise awareness and hopefully get some tips on some cases that aren't widely known. That's right, Max, and I believe you are going to take the lead on this one tonight and present your case first. I'm going to do that, but before we get started, I want to remind everybody, please give us a hand and check us out on Instagram at Mysteries of Mimosas Podcast. Also, you can check us out on Facebook and TikTok. I'm not really good at TikTok. We've got two videos. It's a learning process. All right. Well, I want to go first today. Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. So today's case that I'm going to present to you is Mark Allen Triplett. There is, like I said, not a lot of information on this one, but this one's pretty weird. So at the time of his disappearance, Mark Allen Triplett was working for the company Pods um, as a delivery driver. I think it's like one of those moving companies where you load your stuff into the pod and then they move it from place to place. Yeah, that's what it is. So on October 29th of 2020 at about 5 p.m., Mark headed north from Lakeland, Florida to Lake City, Florida, which was not part of Mark's normal route. So Mark filled up at a Shell gas station off of I-75 between 7 and 8 p.m. that evening And I did the calculation on Google Maps. It's about a two and a half hour drive from Lakeland, Florida to Lake City, Florida. So that would have put him there right about 730 if he left at five. Okay, so that time frame adds up. Exactly. So three days later, Mark's delivery truck was found abandoned just east of Lake City, Florida off of Highway 90 on Gate Road. The abandoned delivery truck was carrying a locked empty pod. So he's going off of his normal route in but he's in his work truck this isn't his personal vehicle right no no it's one of the work trucks because it had the pod it was carrying a empty pod yeah okay so the truck was found backed in a grassy driveway at gate road partially blocking the entrance gate to a hunting club there mark had experience hunting in osceola national forest years prior is that right Mm -hmm. is that how you say that Mm mm-hmm Osceola National Forest is approximately 200,000 acres of wilderness. There's hunting, fishing, camping, a, a lot to do there. And so so, oh, so he's, it, it's an area that he's familiar with. Yeah, so. he's familiar with the area because years prior he had experience hunting there. Yeah, but that's so weird that he would just go with his work truck and just head up to go hunting in this 200,000 acre preserve area or whatever that's kind of strange well right and there's you know there's not a lot of information out there so i don't know if he told someone hey i'm going to go up and i'm going to go hunting um you know the information we have says that he hadn't been there for you know for years beforehand so i guess it's kind of out of the ordinary but i don't know maybe he was a regular hunter every year and people just didn't know it um either way that's the last place that he was I guess, known to be because his truck was found there. And it's not, it wasn't uncommon for him to be in that area because he had experience hunting there. Right. So they conducted searches in the surrounding area and, you know, set up posters. They distributed a bunch of posters in the area, but he's never been seen or heard from again. Wow. Well, if he's out there on 200,000 acres of wilderness in Florida... There's no really no telling where he could be. That's yeah, a big it, area. exactly. And I was looking online at the different hunting seasons. There is like some various different like small game and large game hunting during that time, you know, of October. Um, but there's it almost seems like there's like a year, almost a year round alligator hunting. Oh, okay. Um, in that area, so there's 
a, a very good possibility that I don't know if he hunted alligators, but there's a good possibility that there's swamplands there that he could have fallen prey to an alligator as well. Sure. So Mark is a white male. He's about five foot ten inches, hundred and fifty pounds. He has long, sandy, thin blonde hair. It's about shoulder length. So he has hazel eyes also. If you have any information about Mark's disappearance, you can contact the Lake City Police Department at 386-752-4344. Wow, yeah, that that one's interesting. I I'd like to have more information on that, you know, like did his cell phone show him in the area? Did he have a cell phone with him? So there's not a lot of information out there on Mark, and all the information that I have is from the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, or NamUs, and that's a, a national database where people in, you know enter their missing loved ones or you know police agencies enter missing people, not only missing people, but also found people who haven't been identified. And so... The information out there, they don't even have anything on any of the websites for, you know, law enforcement missing posters or anything. So it's it's very difficult to find any information about Mark. So hopefully if you're listening to this and you know anything about Mark's whereabouts, please call the Lake City Police Department at 386-752-4344. Are you ready to do yours? Yep, I'm ready. And today I'm going to bring you the case, the missing persons case of Aaron Scott Johnson. On the evening of October 10th, 2020, Aaron called his wife at work and they got into some kind of an argument. Aaron told her he was just going to stay with some friends. At 6 p.m. on the following evening of October 11th, Aaron's friends dropped him off at the intersection of Highway CC and Highway N in Sawyer County, Wisconsin. This was in the area of Lacourt Aurelis. I know I just butchered that, but that's a lake um, reservation at a, at a location known as Six Mile Corner. Aaron had previously had issues with his 2001 Dodge Dakota pickup truck, and he left it parked there. Can I just try to say that? Like, yeah. I think it's L-A-C-C-O-U-R-T-E-O-R-E-I-L. L-E-S, right? Right. La Corte Aurelis. That's okay. the best I could do. Thank you for that. Is that, that right? Yeah. I have no it's idea. It's French, but dude. It's up in Wisconsin. It's definitely it's right French. Next to, it's right next to Canada. So. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a French name. You can tell by the spelling and everything. But however you say it, it's a, it's a lake. Um, it's in an area known as Six Mile Corner. Do you think the L-A-C, the lock, is for lake? Probably. And then Corte is court like it's court lake could be okay well, anyway. i don't know sorry i didn't mean to sidetrack you go no, ahead. that's all right so anyway uh aaron's truck had reportedly had a brake line problem and although the truck was drivable aaron had left it parked off the side of the road at 10 15 a.m on the following morning aaron's cell phone pinged in an area 12.6 miles northwest of Lattismith, wisconsin and so i looked that up and it's it it's hard because it's not like definite locations, um, but Lattismith, Wisconsin, is about an hour or so away from the the lake where he was dropped off. Okay, I'm not trying to get sidetracked. Was it is it Lattismith or Ladysmith? Because it's I don't know. It could be Ladysmith. It might be Lattismith. I don't know. We're not from Wisconsin. No, I'm not. So I apologize. Aaron has never contacted his family again. 
Fast forward to December 14th of 2020. An individual reported seeing a man matching Aaron's description walking along a remote logging road near the town of Birchwood, Wisconsin, on October 12th. The man was reported to only be wearing socks, boxer shorts, and a white tank top. The individual who saw the man stopped and asked him if he was okay, and the man said he was fine. The witness decided to take a photo of the man from behind as he walked away. This sighting took place on October 12th, but again it wasn't reported until December 14th. Aaron's family was shown the photo that was taken of the man, and they did confirm that it was Aaron. So it was the next day that they saw him, or this this witness saw him, but he didn't report it till December. Yeah, so, so like two months later, right? And I'm guessing it's just because he thought, yeah, this is strange. I'm going to take a photo, but then maybe he saw it in the news or something, and it jogged his memory, and he's yeah, like, oh, sure. wait a second, yeah, I was in that area. So, yeah, so two months later, he reported it. Um, Aaron's family confirmed that it was him in the photo. So ten days before the sighting was reported to police, so on December second. Police found Aaron's abandoned pickup near the intersection of Perch Lake Road and Fire Lane Road. So wherever he had been dropped off at, he and his truck had disappeared from there. Um, So he and his truck were missing for two months. But then on December 2nd, police found his abandoned truck. A search of the area revealed several clothing items belonging to Aaron. These items included his gloves, clean boots, and a pair of pants which contained his ID and a check with some cash. All of these items were scattered over a mile-long area west of Fire Lane Road and south of where Aaron's pickup was found. Searchers also found a small teepee on top of a ridge close to the truck and within sight of the road. They believe Aaron constructed the teepee for shelter. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Aaron's wife reported it was strange for him to walk around in only his boxers and a tank top, and that he didn't even do that in his own home. It's important to note that temperatures dropped down to a low of 39 degrees on the night of October 11th and going into October 12th. It may be possible that Aaron was experiencing hypothermia and started disrobing. You know, as I don't know if it's like common knowledge, but when people start to get hypothermia, they actually start to feel very warm. And so they'll start taking off layers of clothing. Yeah, it's really weird. I, mm-hmm. I've never had hypothermia, but I've been super cold before I I went I remember one time I went uh water skiing and the and the temperature was like super frigid cold and I you know we probably should have got out long before we did and I just remember being warm inside the water so it it is really weird how that happens and so that makes sense that he would disrobe because he was hypothermic or you know potentially using drugs yeah that that's the other theory actually um it's it's been reported that Aaron was addicted to methamphetamine Aaron had sobered up during a recent prison sentence, but then he relapsed in the months prior to his disappearance. It's believed Aaron may have been under the influence of meth and began undressing due to that. Have you ever seen those videos of the um, the people that like fight the cops naked because like they're on high PCP? on PCP? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we just finished each other's yeah. sandwiches. Yes, we always Again. do that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But no, I've seen those videos. Um, so who knows? It, it could have even been a combination of those two things, the methamphetamine and the hypothermia. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. I'm going to, I'm going to go with, um, probably just hypothermia in this instance. If he's lost, even building a shelter and everything, right. um, he's probably, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he, he went out there to go do drugs, but you know, I doubt it. It's probably 
mostly hypothermia. I would be curious to know too if his if his truck was still drivable when the police found it, or with if the brake line had finally had an issue that couldn't be repaired. Or he wasn't able to drive it. Did he break down on the side of that road? I don't know. There's no information to say why he was in the area that he was in. Well, nobody I mean, said that he was supposed to be up there or anything. Um, and he had already had trouble with the truck prior to that. So did it break down? I don't know. Yeah, it just depends on what the extent of the car trouble is. If it's just a, you know, mushy brakes because there's air in the brake lines, I mean, most likely you can get somewhere. If it's completely leaking and there's no fluid, then you're not going to be able to stop. The car will still run. You just won't be able to stop. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see what the uh, extent of that car problem was. Assuming that it is just brake lines and the car can't stop, the car is still going to be able to run. So you'd think that he'd be inside the car to stay warm, right? Right. Or, I mean, was the car out of gas? I have no idea. It didn't say. Interesting. It's possible. Aaron's wife also reported that around this time he was depressed due to some stressors in his life. His wife said he was a devoted stepfather and he worked hard for his family at his job at Potter's Farm, which was located in Exceland, Wisconsin. Aaron is described as a white male, 5 feet, 6 inches tall, around 200 to 220 pounds. He was last seen wearing a white tank top, blue-gray plaid boxer shorts, muddy socks, and no shoes. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. His head was shaved at the time of his disappearance. He had numerous tattoos, the number 817 by his left eye, SS bolts behind his ear, the name Jesus on the side of his neck, Jesus Christ with a crown of thorns on the front of his neck, the phrase 100% honky across his back, full sleeves on both his arms, including a large cross with praying hands on his forearm, and a nude woman on the other forearm, the name Amanda on the back of his hand, and the word wood on his abdomen. Aaron goes by his initials AJ. If you have any information at all about Aaron Johnson's whereabouts, please contact the Rusk County Sheriff's Office at 715 715- Five three two, two two zero zero. Not that it has anything to do with Aaron's disappearance, but based on those tattoo descriptions that you just gave us, clearly Aaron has some kind of experience or connection to a white separatist gang. The SS bolts behind his ear, wood on his stomach is short for pecker wood, the hundred percent honky tattoo, and then the the three numbers on his uh, you know beneath his eye. The uh, 817, that's typically some kind of um, area code. In this case, 817 is an area code in Texas. It's not to be confused with 187, which is the penal code in uh, California for homicide. So, yeah, when I see these types of tattoos on people, that typically means that they've done some kind of prison sentence, which we already know about Aaron. Those tattoos and that affiliation probably doesn't have anything to do with his disappearance, but they are unique characteristics that stand out for sure. Maybe he's not involved in that anymore, but it, it is good information to have. Um, Very distinctual. Exactly. It's, he'd be distinctive. able to Distinctive, yeah. <laughs> he'd be able to pick him out. Um, so it's, it is very important information to have regardless of the meaning of the tattoos or if he's still involved with any of that. It's a good way to be able to identify him. Oh, for sure, for sure. So again, can you give us that number for um, the Rust County Sheriff's Office? Yeah, it's 715-532-2200. And again, the number for Mark Triplett's disappearance, if you, want, if you have any information about Mark Triplett, 
the phone number for Lake City Police Department in Florida is 386-752-4344. I don't know. I feel like Aaron is out there somewhere. I don't think that there's foul play on either one of these cases. I definitely think this is a case of people that, you know, got disoriented inside of uh, wilderness and, and became missing. Um, hopefully they're found and hopefully they're found alive. That would be nice. You know, that does happen. Um, but nonetheless, if you have any information, please make those phone calls and you can also leave us a tip on our website. That's happened. Yep. It has. And don't forget to check out our website at mysteriesandmimosas.net where you can, uh, you'll be able to see photos of Mark and Aaron. And we also have photos of all of Aaron's tattoos as well. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting that sometimes um, the pictures um, that we have don't get uploaded right away because our web designer is got a lot on his plate. And so if, if it doesn't get uploaded soon, he's fired. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. I you have agree. to hire a new one. Yeah, for sure. Are you interested? <laughs> Taking applications? No. No? Okay. No. Well, anybody that is interested, <laughs> reach out to us. We can pay you in mimosa recipes. Or mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even going that far. We can pay you in mimosa recipes. <laughs> wow. Mimosa recipes. I can already see the applications just pouring in right now. I have to stop this podcast immediately because I have to start answering some of these incoming applications. Yeah, sorry about that. That's fine. All right. And for Mystery Monday, this is Don Sun. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>